It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are seconds away from hearing the daily Locked On podcast you love, but I'd like to tell you about another podcast I think you'll like. Rejecting the Screen, hosted by NBA experts Noah Kozlov and Adam Stanko, features provocative interviews with NBA stars and unique perspectives from around the game. Subscribe to Rejecting the Screen wherever you get your podcasts. What up, everybody? Welcome into Locked On Warriors. I'm your host, Charles T. Hamilton. Got another good one for you today as the Dubs get a 20-point victory over the T-Wolves. A lot of great performances in that game. Obviously, Steph going off for 40, but a lot of nice performances from the role players, which is going to lead to a lot of tough decisions for this front office. we got that coming up, as well as our final roster review of the season. That's all next here on Locked On Warriors on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Warriors. Your daily Golden State Warriors podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? Welcome into Locked On Warriors. I'm your host, Charles T. Hamilton. Hope you're all ready for the weekend. I know I am. Should be a good one. Lots of preseason basketball, and I know it's still preseason, but man, I'm still loving watching it. It's just... It's so nice to have basketball back. Especially football not, doesn't do it for me anymore, man. I used to love it. I don't know what it is that's changed. But hoops is is where my, my heart lies, man. And I think part of it is we get, you know, like 10 games a day. <laughs> so I can waste my entire day watching basketball. I do that a lot. I think you all do too. But you know what wasn't a waste was last night's game between the Warriors and T-Wolves. And we'll start with the obvious one, Steph, going off for 40 points in 25 minutes. It's only the preseason, and we got a Steph heat check game. I think we're going to see a lot of them this year, and it'll be hella entertaining and a lot of fun. And it's their best, clearest path to getting to the playoffs. Steph is going to have to be dominant. And he might not average 40 points a game. I say might not just because it's Steph, and I don't put anything past him. Nothing. Hell, he might average 50 a game. (laughs) But it's going to be Steph dominance that is the best path to the playoffs for the Warriors. Because as we've seen, they just, this team is really thin. Even with the nice performance last night from the role players, without the 40 from Steph, it's, it's probably not a win. But it was great to see, fun to see. It's not a surprise. It's not breaking news or anything. It's just Steph being Steph, honestly. But you had to mention it. You have to talk about it. I mean, it was... It's something we've all seen before. Awesome performance. Incredibly entertaining. A lot of fun. All that good stuff. His first real breakout in the Chase Center, which is cool. It's cool to see. D'Angelo Russell had himself a better game. He wasn't He wasn't on Steph's level, but he went 7 of 14 from the field. 2 of 8 from 3. 16 points. And he's just smooth. He is smooth. That mid-range game he's got is sick. It, it Like I, I mentioned it before, it's similar to James Harden where he's not incredibly explosive. He's not super fast. He goes at his own pace, but it just works. It's like a pitcher who's you know can throw 88 to 92, but has placement. You know, it just, it doesn't make sense, but it, it does. 
I don't know. You see guys like Jordan Poole look way more explosive. You know, Russell Westbrook, just anyone across the league. Steph even. Steph's always going fast. D'Angelo Russell at his own pace, but it works. 7 of 14 from the field, 2 of 8 from 3. So that means he was 5 of 6 from mid-range. So it was good to see. His first game was, was pretty sluggish. Still needs to get better from 3. But I think that's something that will come along, no problem. He was 37% from three last year. And you see how him and Steph and Draymond are all going to benefit from each other. Especially him and Steph. Just the passing, the ball handling, it's a major boost for Steph because, look, Clay's obviously a better player, a better fit, etc. But Clay's not the ball handler, decision maker, creator that D'Angelo Russell is. One thing we didn't get to see a ton of last night that I really wanted to was Steph came out at 25 minutes, uh, about midway through the third, and so did D'Angelo Russell. Still waiting to see more of the D'Angelo Russell with the second unit. We got some of it in the second quarter, and we saw just how smooth and and nice he is in the mid-range and all that stuff. He played really well, but I would have wanted to see more of it. And again, we'll see plenty of it in the regular season, so it doesn't really matter. But just for my own interest, you know, that's one of the things I'm looking at. How does he handle being the main guy with the second unit and can can it work? So that's one thing to look out for. Uh, Steve Kerr changed up the starting lineups in this one. In game one, he had Amari Spellman start at center and Alfonso McKinney at the small forward. In this game, he had Marquise Chris start at center and Glenn Robinson the third at small forward. And there's no question that this lineup of Chris and Robinson uh, thoroughly outplayed Spellman and McKinney. Glenn Robinson ended the game with uh, 13 points, five rebounds, two assists, and one steal. Was one of three from three, but he was explosive in the transition game. He had a nice alley-oop, finished off a nice dish from Draymond. He through one game seems like the better fit at the small forward than Alfonso McKinney. And the bottom line is this team's going to be playing small regardless of who starts. You know, McKinney does have the prototypical small forward size, but it looks like he's been outplayed by Glenn Robinson. Alec Burks hasn't gotten his chance yet. And they even experimented a little bit with Jordan Poole playing the three yesterday. So there's going to be a lot of times where the Warriors are playing small, at least in the the backcourt. Front court stuff where Draymond's at the five, I don't know how much of that we're going to see this year. I mean, I'm sure there will be some, but not as much as we're used to over the last couple years. Glenn Robinson was a bright spot. Marquise Chris was another bright spot. Had eight points, 11 rebounds, four assists, one steal, two blocks, and another positive from his first game to this game, only two personal fouls. In the first game, he played well, but he fouled out in 14 minutes was able to limit his fouls this game, especially going up against a guy like Carl Anthony Towns. And I have to imagine that there's a Marquise Chris decision that's going to have to be made, and you just can't deny how well he's playing. You really can't. He's And it's two games. They've got three more games left against the Lakers, which is so weird. I don't know why they play the Lakers three times, and I don't know why they don't play the Kings once. It's It's a... It's a drive. It's an hour and a half drive to go play the Kings, but yet they're they're playing the Lakers three times. Anyways, through two games, Marquise Chris has been really good. 
If they had to make the decision today, it'd be a tough one, but I think Marquise Chris makes a team. Still three more games for him to play, but he is impressed, and he has played well. And if I'm Bob Myers, it's you're hoping. I think the hope is that they can maybe offload Omari Spellman onto someone and then give that roster spot to Marquise Chris. But if it comes down to it, they might just have to wave Alfonso McKinney and give Chris that spot because he's the only one with the non-guaranteed contract. And they're they're handicapped by the fact that one they're hard capped, and two because of the rules in the CBA, they're only they can only trade a couple players. I think it's like Jacob Evans, uh, any of the rookies, which they're not going to do, and Amari Spellman, because the rest of them. First off, the rest of them you're not going to trade. The rest of them are your stars, and Kavon Looney, and then the free agents you can't trade until December fifteenth at the earliest. Uh, so uh, most of these guys are untradeable. So the decision is going to be a tough one that's coming up for the Warriors. But like I said, we'll have to wait and see how Marquise Chris continues to play. But if he keeps it up at this level, you got to keep him and you got to make a tough decision. So we'll we'll see what happens. And am I surprised that he's playing this well? Not really, but kind of. And the reason why I say not really is because I thought he would have done this with Houston last year. Like when I thought... When Houston got him last year, I thought it'd be a great backup uh, to Clint Capella. But he wasn't. And so it made me kind of question it a little bit. But now that he's with the Warriors, he's he's got the Warriors effect, I guess. The JaVale McGee effect, where JaVale came in, he knew what he had to do. Hey, if I run the floor, rebound, finish lobs, make myself available, you know, I, I can have a spot on this team and I can be productive. And I feel like that's what Marquise Chris is doing as well. But again, only two games. We'll have to wait and see what happens with the last three. Uh, the other people I wanted to talk about real quick were the rookies and Jacob Evans. Jacob Evans, I'm liking what I'm seeing from him. Again, he's never going to be a 20-point scorer, 50% from the field or anything like that. But he's confident in his shot, which he has to be, and he has to take them. And he's doing it. He went one from one from three, but he was only one of five from the field. But the ball handling looks good. He was uh, creating for his teammates. He had five assists last night, two rebounds, one steal. I I think he's going to have a role and keep his role on this team uh, this year. I, I, I don't see how they don't pick up his option next year. I'm pleased with the progress that he's made, the obvious progress that he's made. Uh, from last year to this year. But then I want to talk about the rookies, man. And that's Jordan Poole and Eric Paschal. I'll start with Paschal because he was good. 11 points in 20 minutes, 4 or 5 from the field, 3 or 4 from the three, uh, free throw line, 3 rebounds, 1 block. He's just solid. Paschal is solid. He's going to be a role player for years to come. Um, that That's the best I can put it. He's solid. Defensively, he's fine. Definitely a power forward. He's a power forward, period. Uh, Like I said, if he can adequately defend some threes, he'll get some time at the three. But, man, he is so big. He is – he's first guy off the bus big. He is uh, in his grown man body, no question. There's no room to grow anymore. That's who he is. Uh, But he's a beast. He is a large man, and he played well and is going to continue to play well. I think he's definitely part of the rotation. And I've been super pleased with his play. And then on top of it – Jordan Poole. Jordan Poole last night had 19 points, 
three of seven from three, six of 12 from the field, three rebounds, uh, one steal, one block. He's been, he's just been good and he's been much better than I thought he would, especially this early in his first two preseason games. Jordan Poole has 36 points on 11 of 22 shooting seven of 16 from three in 42 minutes. So that's shooting 50% from the field, just under 44% from three. Again, two preseason games, but it looks like his game, his offensive game, his scoring game is NBA ready, and he's ready to contribute. And I mentioned him at the small forward. Doubt he'll ever start there, but he's going to get time on the floor with Steph and D'Angelo Russell and Draymond. Through two games, he's proven himself to be third best scoring option on this team. I don't think that's crazy to say. Now, again, similar to Marquise Chris, plenty of games to continue to prove it and show consistency, but through two games, man, he's been good. He's been damn good. Ball handling is there. Uh, He's been coming off screen, similar to Clay, coming off pin downs. You know, still needs to work on that, but it's more natural than it is for other players. He's going to be a nice player for the Dubs for years to come. Um, And I'm saying that off of two games, but I don't care. I've been incredibly impressed. And the guy's a gunner. He's he's got no conscience. He'll keep getting shots up, which is something they need and something that they haven't had because people have been afraid to do it. Veterans that they've got have been afraid to put up shots where Jordan Poole comes in and says, no, I'll, I'll keep gunning. Give me the ball. I'm going to keep shooting. So some major positives coming from last night. Some tough decisions down the road for the Dubs. But two players who are guaranteed to make this roster are Steph Curry and Draymond Green, and they are the final pieces of the roster review, which I'm about to do in just a minute. But first, Indochino is the world's largest made-to-measure menswear brand. Start your style upgrade now with $30 off of your total purchase of $3.99 or more at Indochino.com when entering the code LOCKEDON at checkout. That is L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N at checkout. Is there anything more craveable than the smell of McDonald's fries? If someone's hiding an order of fries, they're never hiding it well. It takes one whiff to trigger a fry craving that will only be satisfied the McDonald's way. So stand up if you would like to taste the smell of a McDonald's fry right now. Did you just stand? Because if you did, then you earned yourself a trip to the McDonald's drive through for your own steamy carton of crispy golden goodness. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Support for this podcast comes from Microsoft Surface. Now more than ever, you need a laptop that can be as adaptable as you are. Introducing Microsoft Surface Laptop Go. Finally, a premium laptop at an affordable price. Starting at just $549, it's light, thin design, vibrant touchscreen, powerful processor, and built-in HD camera and mic turns any room in your home into a classroom, office, or study hall. Available in three amazing colors the whole family will love. Visit surface.com slash laptop go for more details. The last edition of roster review is right now saved the biggest names for last. And those are Draymond Green and Steph Curry. Going to start with Draymond, the former defense player of the year, five-time all-NBA defense. He's a beast. We all know that. But one thing's for sure is his... His defensive responsibilities this year are going to be more than, than he's ever had in his career because this team is not going they, – they don't have the, de- the defenders that they once had, and that's not just the one-on-one physical 
athletic defenders of Andre Iguodala, Sean Livingston, Kevin Durant, Clay Thompson's out, obviously. It's the IQ of those players as well. On this team now, it's a bunch of young guys who they're going to have to switch up their defense. They can't just switch everything anymore. It's a lot of new faces getting used to each other. And we saw it in last night's game, man. There was not a lot of defense to be played. Now, for Draymond, last season he only played 66 games, which for one, I need 8 to 10 more games out of him this year, and the Warriors need that as well. Because that's the thing with the Warriors is their margin for error is so small where a, you know, Draymond missing 18, uh, 16 games, that's just too much. If Steph misses 16 games, that's too much. That could be what knocks them out of the playoffs. But he played 66 games last year. The first time in five years that he scored under double digits. First time in four years that he was under seven assists. And his lowest rebound total in five years. So those are obviously things he's going to have to work on and get better at. But part of it is skewed because of the fact that, at least I believe, and I think a lot of people do, that he was saving it for the playoffs. Knowing that he could, I mean the whole team knowing that they could half-ass it and still make their way to the playoffs. Still get the one or two seed and be fine. And turn it on in the playoffs. The problem now going to need 60 to 70 games of playoff-level Draymond for not just the team success, but their defensive success. As we saw in the playoffs, he was able to cover up for everyone's mistakes. He was everywhere. Going to need that this year because there's bound to be more mistakes with this roster than the one they had last year. And on top of that, he's going to have to score more. He's going to have to take on a little bit more of the burden offensively or at least create a lot more which is tough because he's look he's one of the the better uh creators in the game there was one positive from last night's game he went two for two from three that will be big if he can get up to a respectable percentage from three 34 percent and I know that's asking a lot from a guy who shot you know 29 percent last year but that's what's going to be needed from him But if he can anchor this defense and turn this defense into a top 10 defense, I mean, that is defensive player of the year worthy stuff right there. Because this is a a ragtab group of defenders for sure. So that's going to be his biggest burden is trying to get the defense in line. And he's going to have to carry more of the offensive load as well. So we'll see how he reacts to all of it. And again, it's one of the biggest factors of this year, just how do him and Steph kind of deal with this season? You know, do they take it as serious as they have other seasons, or do they see it as a almost a redshirt year? I would bet my money on them taking it incredibly serious just because that's how they are. That's the kind of players, the kind of people they are. But we ju- you just never know. You just never know. So a lot is going to be asked of Draymond this year. Let's see if he can step up and answer the call. Steph Curry... Two-time MVP, just went off for 40 points. Going to talk about him in just a minute. Support for this podcast comes from State Farm, here with good news and even better news. The good news? State Farm has new lower car insurance rates. The even better news? That means you can now get the service and convenience of a local State Farm agent at surprisingly great rates. State Farm can help you save more cash and get the good neighbor service you deserve. 
Just talk to your local State Farm agent or visit statefarm.com to find out how much you can save on your car insurance. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Support for this podcast comes from Wild Turkey Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Let's tune in to their one-on-one with Jamal, a real bartender from Old Fourth Ward in Atlanta. Making you old-fashioned today with Wild Turkey Bourbon 101. It just really stands up very well in a classic cocktail like the old-fashioned. It has that perfect boldness. Wild Turkey. Wild Turkey Distilling Company, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Copyright 2020, Campari, America, New York, New York. Never compromise, drink responsibly. Wardell, Stephen Curry, the two-time MVP, unanimous MVP, the leader of the Golden State Warriors, scored 40 points last night in a preseason game, uh, which is crazy. Like, Why, why you got to do them like that in preseason? is the focal point of this this year's team. Again, I, I've mentioned a lot of players who are important. You know, Draymond was one of them. D'Angelo Russell's one of them. Uh, Kavon Looney. There's a lot of guys that are going to have to contribute, but really none of it matters unless Steph plays to his ceiling, pretty much. None of it matters unless Steph can go off like he did last night because that's the thing. It was awesome. It was a ton of fun, and a lot of people played well. But if Steph doesn't go for 40, I don't know if they win that or not. And again, it was preseason. They didn't play the whole game, etc. But you could just see throughout the game, Steph's going off. And the T-Wolves are right there with him. So it's going to be incredibly important for him to play at a ridiculously high level, which I know is we all expect it and believe that he can. Uh, last year, he averaged 27 points, 5 rebounds, 5 assists, 1.3 steals. Point four blocks, we all know Steph is the uh, the rim protector, was 43.7% from three, 47% from the field overall, and 91% from the free throw line. That's pretty close to 50-40-90. Just missed out on the, uh, the 50. But Steph this year is going to have to be next level. He's going to have to be in the MVP conversation at the very least for the Warriors to make the playoffs. And according to basketball reference, he played 69 games last year. Nice. But I know this is kind of nitpick and I need like 75 games out of him. That's how dire I think it is with this team. Even if some of the role players, even if they find the right mix and Glenn Robinson plays well and, you know, Jordan Poole is legit and Pascal's a good role player, and all the stuff that we saw last night really is true with his team. Like I said, it still comes down to Steph being superhuman. And there are articles out today about, you know, Steph warning the NBA, this is his time without Kevin Durant, yada, yada, yada. And that's, you know, there's something to that. It's going to be hella fun to watch. He's going to go off. He's going to have a lot of nights like last night. But the problem is they're going to need him to have nights like last night. And can he do that? I think he can. He His highest average when he was the unanimous MVP was just over 30 points a game. I mean, what, what do we think the average would have to be for him to elevate this team to, I don't know, a four or five seed, like 35 points a game? I don't know. And there's so many things up in the air. And at what what is Steph's ceiling? You know, <laughs> What is the the highest he can get? Because they're going to need it. So it's a huge question mark, but not 
It's huge in the fact that we don't know how high he can go, but not in the fact that he's going to be great regardless. You know, he's averaged 27 last year. I think he'll average 30 with his eyes closed, no problem, with just with the extra opportunities he's going to get. But how much higher can he go past that? Like I said, I think 2016 might be an anomaly as far as the efficiency and the the shooting numbers he put up. Like, we may never see that again, or we might see it this year. <laughs> you never know with Steph. You really never know. But the biggest, most important thing, and it's kind of lame to say it because no one can control it, but it's injuries. If he can stay healthy and play 70 to 75 games, that's where the Warriors are going to need him to be to not only make the playoffs, but to get a solid seed. Either way, I'm excited. I can't wait. Last night got me hyped up. I'm ready to go. I know you all are too. I hope you all have a great weekend. Safe weekend. I'll be back on Monday. Got something fun planned for Monday that I think you'll all enjoy. Thank you guys so much for listening to Locked On Warriors on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily podcast on the Golden State Warriors. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Bay Area sports fans, this is Ben Kaspic, host of the Locked On Giants podcast, which should be the next Locked On podcast you fire up in your feed. The MLB offseason is closing in, and I'll have you covered every day, breaking down the rumors, speculation, and transactions that'll shape next year's Giants team. Subscribe to Locked On Giants right now on your favorite podcast provider. This is Josh Lloyd, the host of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast, the number one fantasy basketball podcast in the world. If you're looking for information regarding fantasy basketball, recaps of the NBA, this is the show for you. We are heading into the offseason and starting to get ready for the 2020-2021 fantasy season. We'll have all the information on what happens through the rest of the playoffs, free agency, the NBA draft, and then heading into a big 2021 season. So make sure you're checking out the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast.